Um, I think we can be brief this morning, but this is, inf this is information that each legislator and each taxpayer uh, needs to know. Regrettably, in the month of April, revenues were not as bad as we projected. They were worse. They were $255 million below the forecast made for the legislature uh, just uh, over two weeks ago. That's a very large miss and um, undoubtedly uh, going to be repeated in the last two months of this fiscal year. Um, let's look at the implications of that and the other recent shortfalls. By starting at a much lower point, starting the next fiscal year, July 1, accepting the revenue forecast from that point forward, uh, in other words, the economic growth estimates that go into it, um, Indiana would have over a half billion less in fiscal 10 than the, than the budget uh, they were looking at used and more than a half billion less in 11. So more than a billion dollars less money than the budget that uh, failed last week contemplated. This was the, the failure uh, to look at reality that we've been talking about. And then looking at the implications of that once again, a, a gap not only uh, would it consume every penny of the reserves, every penny of our current reserves would have been um, wiped out before the end of, of 11, and we would be left with a gap between uh, state spending and state revenues of another billion dollars uh, come uh, fiscal 12, the next budget cycle. So this is the cliff, this is the problem we have a common responsibility to avoid. I will say that it, to some extent the legislature was disserved the, by the technical uh, committee which produced a forecast that missed by a billion dollars plus. But uh, on the other hand, we were cautioning that this was obvious and the April official numbers uh, make it obvious now that that was true. The commentary on your handout says there should be another forecast before a special session. Yeah. I think the Budget Committee should. I, I've spoken to uh, its chairman already this morning. Everyone, I think, will, will agree. You can't build a budget on a forecast that's uh, provably more than a billion dollars wrong. Uh, that's playing with pretend money. And so um, the first thing to do and, uh, is to look at these actual numbers um, and rerun the forecast that they just used, honestly. Um, if they want to go back to the economic folks and recheck to see if anything's changed on their end in the last couple weeks, that might be good practice, but odds are that won't, that won't change much. Again, the numbers I just showed you, except the forecast in terms of its uh, going forward features, all we're doing is correcting the starting point on which they missed by more than a billion. I think you're looking in the wrong place, honestly. Um, the, uh, first of all, I, I, won't fault, I wouldn't fault anybody for the miss of last year because the world changed in a huge way. And I think everybody's forecasters everywhere were surprised. Now, 
The error here, once again, at least so far, is not in the economics that says that there'll be one point something percent growth in 10 and 3% growth in 11. Uh, the error was a much simpler one, the refusal to look at actual dollars coming in today. That's not Nigel's job. That was the technical committee which uses uh, the inputs of the Global Insight Company. So should you get new technical people? I think they should simply take a new look. Um, uh, the world has changed and reality has changed. and. Um, uh, we simply have to start with reality and write a budget to that, not to the um, pretense of the, that, that the legislature was using um, up through Wednesday night. It's an option. Uh, I still think the appropriate role is the one I uh, adopted at the State of the State speech. And every single day through Wednesday, which was to say, here's the boundary condition. We need to protect the reserves and um, um, leave the legislature the freedom, give them the respect to impose their own priorities on it. But um, if uh, they would prefer a more directive approach, then that's an option. They should start with the numbers, that, the actual numbers. We only have two months left in the fiscal year. It's not going to change very much. Let's hope it doesn't get even worse. Um, but if you start at those numbers and then uh, assume the gradual economic recovery that uh, has been assumed uh, up to this point, with which we have not presumed to quarrel, you get a um, a billion, three, four, five less money to deal with, and uh, we're not going to spend money that's never going to get here. No, well, we don't know honestly. Um, the reduction in the state's Medicaid contribution that came through the Stimulus Act may cover the drop in revenues. Although having seen April, I guess I kind of doubt it. But uh, please, this is so important to understand. Some legislators may have sincerely believed they were voting for a budget that left some reserves, but they weren't. They were voting for a budget that obliterated our reserves and left a billion dollar structural deficit. And um, uh, if some uh, honestly thought they could trust the revenue forecast that was in that budget, then uh, now they get a chance to um, do it again. I honestly think there's another way, uh, there are other ways to accomplish the same thing and to deal with that uncertainty. Um, a budget could be written with triggers that say that more spending can be added if revenues surprise on the upside, or uh, more spending can um, uh, be subtracted if revenues continue to disappoint on the downside. Uh, but I understand what those who are saying they're talking about uncertainty, the kind we've never seen before. I think there may be a better way to deal with it, but uh, their, um, uh, their suggestion gets at a real problem. We are looking every single day in every corner. And please note that 
the agencies of state government under our administration uh, are, are, have already taken cuts on the order of eight to, uh, plus percent. Um, as big as this problem is, we're talking about a difference in, of two or three percent in the total context of state spending. So uh, what we'll be asking the legislature to do is no more difficult than things that we are doing right now in the areas under our control and not as hard as what's going on in many, many other states. So we can manage this problem, but we have to start with reality and um, with April's numbers, reality is now even more evident. Well, we've done uh, between 800 and a billion just since December. And remember, that's only from a fraction of the total spending the state does. More than half the state spending goes out to, uh, in education funding. That hasn't been touched. Um, so we're working on a fraction of the state budget. We got that much. Well, you ought to check probably with the legislators, I, but I think I'm, I can give you the correct answer. I believe that the Budget Committee, which is this particular year is chaired by um, Representative Espick, um, uh, supervises the Technical Committee and could ask them at any time to correct their mistake. And uh, again, I think that's, that's the obvious and necessary first step, and the sooner we get that taken care of, the sooner we can move on. They can do it in two minutes. I mean, we only have one moment, please. Uh, here, sorry, this. We only have two months left before we'll know to the penny. May is a small month. It cannot move the needle much. June's a little bigger, but April was is the big collection month. So. Uh, it would be very hard, knowing what we now know, uh, to miss by too much. The fact is, they said April was going to get better, and it got much worse. They think May will actually bring in more money than May last year. I don't think so, how much I wish. So with just two months to go, um, we ought to be able to fix a new estimated starting point that is pretty close. We won't like the number, but it'll be more accurate by about a billion than what they, the legislature was dealing with last week. Governor, with potential uh, cuts of Chrysler and you know, bankruptcy and GM having to shut down plants for eight weeks, how is that going to impact you know, Indiana jobs, revenue collections, and how do you folks start to take that into account with the budget you're forecasting down the road as well? It's an excellent point. You know, the week, it's hard to find anything in the news right now that says that the near term will get any better than, um, than the, the reality that we've been experiencing. Have you thought, decided that when you call the legislature back and does this mean you that June would be the better month than May? Uh, my bias is always to deal with problems now and quickly. But once again, we have a first and I, uh, essential step, and that is a new forecast that corrects for this massive error 
So that the legislature ha must be working with good information. As soon as they are, it might be a we might be able to move very rapidly. Well, Pat, there were those, yes, and uh, there were inhibition, there were limitations on that. I also mentioned the ability to control prescription drug spending. That was a $40 billion, million dollar uh, per year item. So um, there was authority, but there was less authority than governors have seen for a long time at a, in a period when we need more, not less, because the um, the swings and the difficulties that we're facing are larger than before. How big a surplus would you like to see in the budget now? You mean at the end of the period? Yeah. Well, we have to be realistic. We're probably going to use some of it, but as it, will, it will need, it ought to be on the order of today. It, it has to be, maybe it'd be good if we tried that one again. It has to be at least large enough to deal with any revenue shortfall that we uh, uh, are facing, any structural deficit that we might be facing at the end of the budget period. So um, that's one of those boundary conditions when we have a new forecast that I'll, I may reset it. It might be slightly different than the uh, billion three we entered this process with. I don't know, but as, as I've said many times, we are not quarreling with the economic work that went into this forecast. Uh, we defer to uh, the committee in that respect. Um, but there's no arguing with the facts, and the facts is, are that April, like March, like February, were, we were seeing far lower revenues than were expected. And um, uh, I think it's, it may be, and it was suggested to me, that uh, as a matter of good practice, since we need a new forecast anyway, the committee may want to go back to Global Insight and ask them, has anything, do you want to change your growth projections for the future? But um, that's probably not likely since they just made them two or three weeks ago. What they're wrong, what this forecast was a billion dollars wrong about was today. Um, let's hope they're not uh, off as to the future. I just wanted to clarify, you just said a moment ago that you're probably going to use some of the surplus. Did you mean for the current one, or are you also now open to using some of the surplus in the next budget? It may just be inevitable. If this line doesn't change, there may be uh, no alternative but to use some. But I say again, those reserves uh, are the taxpayer's last line of defense uh, before a, a major tax hike, and this state, uh, this state's workers do not deserve that, and we're not going to let it happen. What other reserves now? Yeah, mm -hmm. for the moment, about that.
what's your response? And B, can you folks close this gap without touching education spending? A, uh, education spending is being slashed all over America. Indiana schools are more fortunate than any other, in any other state I know of. There's nowhere else I know of where people are talking about increases. You know, but that's the fantasy land we were living in, or the legislature was living in, um, I suppose, in using a forecast that was a billion off at the revenue line. I'll also observe that, uh, as I have before, dollar, education dollars are not well spent. Forty cents does not make it to the classroom of every dollar. And um, uh, there are many, many ways in which uh, economies could come to education, which seems to be the one place um, where uh, no one is ever supposed to find an efficiency or, um, or share in the difficulty that we're experiencing here. Uh, not yet. You gave an interview not too long ago about the state of the National Republican Party and sort of the reputation right now as being the party I know. Could you elaborate on those comments a little bit about what your National Republican thinks do to sort of win back favor with the American people? I just said have a better answer. Always have a better answer. I said that the party who needs to um, uh, face up to the fact they have to spend some time in the penalty box. Um, on, but I said that, uh, and I said that you, we have to be a loyal opposition. And where there are things that um, the administration is doing that we can agree with, I cited education policy, should say so. So that when you have to take exception, um, people know it's not just a knee-jerk reaction. But I think they called here because things look a little different in Indiana. I referred them to the fact that I'd used the exact same phrase two and three and four years ago, referring to our opposition as the party of no or the party of yesterday, and said that, to me, that means that um, being the party of change or the party of no is not a uh, partisan matter. It can be, uh, it's a choice either party can make. And so I've said exactly what I've said for four years when I talk about the party of purpose in Indiana. I'm always telling my fellow Republicans, if we ever stop being the party, that defines the agenda, that offers the new ideas to make people's lives better, that stands for reform, then it'll be our turn to go. And I think that happened nationally, but the reverse is the case in Indiana. Governor, on the, uh, it, you're saying you dropped a billion since December. Mm -hmm. So on the budget that they proposed, you'd like to see one billion off the cut out of that, that tariff? Well, here, Betsy, let me just give you this one. Yeah, okay. The effect of ending 09 at a much lower level, even if, back to Leslie's question, even if the economic growth forecasts of Global Insight are correct for the following two years, is to reduce the available funds, the amount we have to spend by over a billion dollars. So that's, that gives you the rough order of the challenge we're facing, but please, we're talking about 28 to 29 billion dollars total. So this is a manageable, difficult, but manageable item. May I also remind you that there'll be a couple billion a year of federal stimulus money being spent in Indiana during that period. So even if 
after we have dealt with this shortfall, there'll be uh, a record amount of public spending going on. Thank you very much. I hope that was clear.